0: Blog Talk Radio, bringing you... Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Inside Radio Show. I'm your host from the coast, the stage from the stage. Welcome you back to another fantastic show, a man who brings you the most and the best in entertainment, and the name of that man is William Thomas Powell, otherwise known as WTP, otherwise known as the KUC, otherwise known as the king of D.C. media. Welcome to this episode of Inside Acting Radio Show, which is brought to you by D.C. Actors Examiner, where you'll find many fantastic articles on acting, And this week's article is entitled, How DC Actors Can Memorize Lines for TV and Film in 30 Seconds or Less. You can find it by Googling DC Actors Examiner. Next week I'll have on producer Corey Williams, and he is going to be on with the cast of Badass Assassins. And the week after that I'm going to have on Daniel Ross. He's been on the show before. He's the star of... Nerds vs. Monsters, and he's going to talk about his jump to Hollywood. But tonight, my guest is Fred Thomas Jr., a seven-time 2012 NAACP Theater Award nominee and winner of Best Director, Best Playwright, and Best Producer for his prison-themed play, 12 by 9. He's also the founder of Temple University's Black Media Collective, and he's one of the stars of a series of 17, count them, 17 Budweiser the commercials that featured a very famous line. <laughs> and that, that uh, famous commercial, it won back in the year 2001, the Cannes Film Festival Golden Lion award for best commercial in the world so i see that fred has joined us so let me bring him on in <laughs> hey fred how you doing man i'm
1: good william man how you doing brother
0: i'm good i'm good i'm good so how's the weather out there in la
1: you know what man it's actually uh a, a little a little cool it's um it's around maybe 70 75 and cloudy
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So, we
1: yeah, we don't see that much too much.
0: Oh, that ain't too bad. That ain't too bad at all. So, man, you got to tell me about this this play you got here, man, 12 by 9. Uh-huh. Why should I go buy your, your new play, your new stage play, man? Why should I go buy a ticket to see uh, 12 by 9?
1: Uh, you can actually go to uh, www.12by9thestageplay.com, and uh, uh-huh. you'll be able to get tickets there from, uh, through uh, brown paper tickets. And um, yeah, man, it's a it's a play uh, I wrote a couple of years ago, um, based on you know three African American males who uh, who find themselves sharing a prison cell due to a prison fire, and um, you know one guy is on his he's serving 25 years and he has uh, five years on a 25 year sentence, you know so he's you know he just want to do do good, do his five years and get out, and uh, he has a single cell and because of the fire they move these two other guys in and just kinda things start to, you know, uh, boil because, you know, both of these guys have, you know, ulterior motives. Um, you know, they're in prison, so, you know, how it is is survival for the fit of the fittest. And um so yeah, man, some things just start to spark uh out of out of that uh you know, that that union.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So what inspired you to write it?
1: Um, what inspired me to write it, man, is that, uh, you know, me and, uh, it was funny, me and two other cats, uh, shared a, uh, a uh, apartment and, you know, we had, uh, all three of us had just broke up with our girlfriends, you know, educated black man, you know, we got degrees and whatnot and things weren't really like moving for us in the building. I mean, in the, in the business, we was always hearing excuses about, oh, you know we're look, we're not looking for your type and so you know it was a lot going on in our lives, so it was a lot of um a lot of anger and 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 just uh you know negativity and just that that exchange of negative energy and and we actually thought we were helping each other when really we were kinda like you know tearing each other down because all we were talking is about you know negative stuff you know um uh, what the girl did and you know where we uh where we need to be in this world as black men and this and other thing. And then we would uh individually go into our own little rooms, which, you know, seemed like when I thought about it, were like prison cells. I go in my room, the one dude, you know, he in the living room, another guy goes in his room. And it was like a prison cell because not only were we putting ourselves in a prison in these little rooms, but it was also prison of the mind because we were you know pretty much like focusing on this negative energy, and we were really tearing each other down and instead of building each other up, so it kind of came from that, and just kind of knowing you know um a couple of cats you know from from back in philly who uh you know who did some time and you know the stories and and just being a black man man growing up in um in south philadelphia and and which is my story is the same as sort of you know a young man growing up in urban d c or l a or Chicago or Cleveland. Um, so these stories kind of the, the the concept kind of came from all that,
0: yeah. yeah. Now, so what's your process for writing plays?
1: Um, usually, I'll start with a an idea, and then uh, out of the idea, for some strange reason, these characters kind of pop up, <laughs> and these characters they just start speaking, you know, and um, You know, plays are, you know, they're very, you know, they're dialogue-driven. They're very character-driven. So um, the characters, for me, kind of start speaking first, and then I usually kind of look at the idea that I have that the characters are kind of, you know, talking about whatever – whatever the the characters start talking about something related to the idea that I have. And I just start, you know, formulating a story around that and – Usually I try to lay a message within everything I do, so I try to see what could be, like, you know, the underlining message or, like, an overall theme, whether it be, like, spirituality or awareness or, you know, something of that nature. Hmm.
0: So uh, what's the schedule for the rest of the year? I mean, it's going to be uh, going around Mm -hmm. the country or where?
1: Yeah, we're looking at, uh, well, we're coming back to L.A., and uh, as we leave Philly, so we come back to L.A., and uh, we're looking at um, Atlanta and, um, and Dallas. So we're getting the, the ball rolling for Atlanta and Dallas. We were actually supposed to go straight to Atlanta and then New York, um, but the, the theaters got funky with us trying to, you know, f- with us uh, going from week to week to week, and uh, we just couldn't get the same layout, so we had to kind of spread it out. So it will be Atlanta and Dallas in the fall, and then probably New York, um, either – in the end of the fall or the beginning of the next winter.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. so I want to move to the realm of another work that you worked on uh, called uh-huh. The Bachelor Party. So how did you come to yeah. do
1: that? Uh, um, I was a uh, business partners with uh, Don B. Welch, who was also from Philadelphia, and uh, he wrote this piece called The Bachelor Party, and, and um, him and I were doing plays together. I was producing plays for him at that time and um I uh when he first wrote it he had me in mind for the role Sonny. Um so, you know, while producing it, you know, we figured that it'd be a good piece. It's um, you know, guys, you know, it was guys at the Bachelor Party and they you know, they they do what they do, but, you know, to lay a a storyline in there about, you know, just the relationships and the bonding of men. So, you know, he wrote this this, this piece, and um, we was like, well, let's let's try to do it. You know, all self-financed ourselves and, um, you know, put it up on stage, and and I was fortunate enough to play one of the roles as well. So that's how that came to be, just, you know, two filly cats, you know, putting their brains together and and making it happen.
0: Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. So now... Um, you directed three shorts in a TV movie. So, um, what has directing taught you about acting?
1: Um. Wow. Well, actually, I was an actor first.
0: So, <laughs> 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 so like,
1: um, so it kind of, I, I would say, acting, um, acting to, taught me how to pretty much become a better director, because you kind of know the actors' needs you you as an actor you kind of you know when you're directing you kind of you're sensitive to you know uh actors getting to a certain place um that you need them to get to you know you you i think the communication um is is better uh and as a director looking at actors um making me a better yeah as a director looking at actors. Um, I would say the same thing. Like, I, now I know how to, you know, I know how to treat actors. I know how to, you know, I know that the time is precious. I know it takes a minute to get into character. Um, you know, I know how to have the conversation of when they need someone to help them get to a certain point. You know, I was working with a um a young lady who I actually just shot her um short a couple of weeks ago, and she just you know she she cried all day long. It was a you know it's a dramatic piece. And at the end of the, you know, eight-hour, nine-hour day, she, you know, she had this big dramatic part, and she she was like, yo, I'm empty. I I I don't have anything else. So, you know, we just kind of sat down and kind of just talked about some things in the past and played some music and, you know, um, had the guy, the, the guy, well, I can tell you what happens, but <laughs> had the guy who plays her love interest she didn't know he was still around. I told him to hang around because I knew I probably would need him at the end and brought him back. And then when, you know, I just use all those elements, and next thing you know, man, she was couldn't stop her balling, dude. So, you know, you, you find ways um, to, 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 to work with people um, better. So that's what I see now as a director looking at actors, looking at acting.
0: Yeah, it's good that you you can do that because I know a lot of time uh, actors don't have a whole lot of time to really get there. You know, you get yeah. on there and then, yeah, you gotta you gotta be from zero to seventy like like you know in the, the flash. You know, yeah, right,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, films are on schedules and stuff, and some directors don't. You know, have the the discernment to kind of <laughs> to be worried about that. Like, look, you just need to get to that role. You know, just get to that feeling. And sometimes, you know, an actor needs a moment, you know. You kind of, you have to find that line because, yeah, you still you still got to get them there um, within a timely manner, but you want them to have the best performance um, that they can get. So it's kind of, you, you really walk a, a, a fine line. You have to kind of gauge it, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So now, yeah. man, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you back, uh, oh, I don't know, <laughs> Twenty some twenty five years Woo. ago. Thirty okay, I think some I years might ago, um, remember that the first time that the, the first yeah, the first time you met uh, Charles W. Stone and he said <laughs> 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 so, so let's let's so, so talk about uh growing up with uh, Mr Stone and then uh, the whole thing with uh Making the short yeah, true yeah. and then how
1: that um, uh, went to – I actually – I met Charles, like, later on in my, my college year. Like, after – pretty much, like, maybe after I got out of grad – not grad school – after I got out of um, undergrad, uh, he was – we all had the same friends. Um, he was friends okay. with Paul, and uh, Paul, who was also in the commercial, him and I are campus, And um, so one summer, we all went out to um, – Martha's Vineyard, and uh, and that's how we met, and we, you know, from that day on, we kind of bonded. We started, you know, just hanging out, and, you know, when the guys are kind of, because what happened was I wound up moving to New York and living with Paul's brother because I, I had an internship at MTV, so I got to hang out with them cats, like, you know, all the time, so Charles just kind of remembered these just quirky things that we all kind of did um, hanging around each other. And uh, he called me up and was like, "Yo, I'm trying to put this, you know, short together." And I, I'll tell you when you get here, but it's kind of just do what you do. I'll tell you, I'll tell you <laughs> what it's about, and then you just do what you do. And uh, yeah. we always just had our own little spin. It's just how we, you know, greeted each other. So, and that's how it started. Yeah. You know.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: So now, th- yeah, now this is a trick question. Now, how many nickels have you? <laughs> Have you given for every time somebody said that phrase? <laughs> man, I, hey,
1: I, wish, I wish, dude, I would have a, oh, my God, I would have a, a bank vault. The signs are like, you know, L.A., you know, yeah. and, it's, and it's funny. Um, but, you know, I, I don't mind, man. It's always people say, oh, don't you get tired of that? You know, people, you know, man, it's a term of endearment, man, and, and what's better than somebody, you know, happy to see you and, you know, want to greet you in that kind of way because people could say a lot worse, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, I embrace it, man, you know, because I, I know it comes from a good place. So,
0: yeah. Now I read yeah. somewhere back in 2008, y'all did, uh, it was kind of a bit of a reunion. Uh, you got mm-hmm. together and yeah, uh, you said... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, for, uh, yeah. <laughs> for Barack Obama, we, we did a piece yeah, for, so, uh, yeah, for his campaign. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so, Charles. Uh, you seen? know, he, oh my gosh, it was it was crazy. He, um, you know, Charles gave the guys a call and was like, "Yo, you know, we need a, we, we need to get this man in office. So, you know, let's uh, yeah. see what we can do to get behind it." And he he said, "Let me just." Put the politics to the commercial, which is already, you know, there. You just got to just, right. you know, change it up and lay the politics in it. Because it was actually eight years from when we had when we did the commercial. And, um, yeah, man, we, we came in there, uh, shot it out here in L.A. And, um, you know, he had a lot of people, um, that worked, you know, the, I think the director, I mean, excuse me, the, the uh, DP was, he directed, like, Terminator, I mean, he, he DP'd Terminator 3. So, you know, Charles had great relationships with people, so Katz came in just on the love, the strength of wanting to do it. And when he, you know, when he got a cut and he submitted it, literally it just went viral. Like, that, that day he got a call from um, uh, President Obama's office. Campaign manager called him and was like, oh, my God, it's going crazy around here. You know, Obama yeah. loves it. You know, and it, yeah, man, it, it went. I think it hit like maybe four million that day alone, and then it was like number one in like sixteen countries that week. It was it was crazy. Um, so yeah, that and it was fun. It was fun.
0: Yeah. So, uh is any plans for, for a reunion? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what, man? I, I don't know. You know, stranger things have happened. You know, we always get some kind of conversation about, you know, somebody saying, oh, you guys should get back together, and you guys should do another spot. So, um, you know, you never know. The advertising agency might call. You never know. Yeah, yeah, So we, we always have uh we always keep it open, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so um, let me go in another direction here. So what's uh, – yeah. After the one night stand, what's that all about?
1: <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> You wrote the
0: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: a uh it's a web series, um a, a a comedic web series uh based off of um just, you know, little short um scenarios that people get themselves into. Um, that are based around one-night stands, like what happens the day after, you know, the you know after the fun kind of wears off <laughs> the, the night before, if you remember it. You know, some people don't even remember what happened the night before because they might be intoxicated or whatever. It's, uh yeah, it's kind of the, the, the comedic um, aftermath, you know, so I try to put a little spin on it um and, and you know, surround some comedy around it. So it's a, it's a web series that I created.
0: Yeah. yeah. Is there a particular reason why you do a lot of shorts?
1: Um, You know what, man? It's because uh, you're not offered features all the time. <laughs> mm. As much as you would like to shoot an X-Men and a Superman or just a really good, you know, story, a love story about people, you know, just the way this business is built, you know, between um, trying to find financing for films and or trying to get a – uh, studio deal, you know, you don't have the luxury of just being able to shoot what you want in, um, you know, in in the feature length. So, you know, to keep a, to keep good stories going and to, to craft going and to, you know, um, employ people, you know, uh, shorts are you know sort of a um, you know a valuable way to do that. And um, yeah, I mean, as you see, shorts are basically now. They they're basically web series now you know you call them web series basically they're, kind of, they're really shorts so um, and now and there's a demand for them you know so um, yeah that that's what it it, it keeps you um, working yeah it keeps you working and creating you know because that's what's about creating because a lot of wonderful features have also developed from short movies as well and even the Oscars have not a- acknowledged short films. Um they have a short film category. So, um so yeah, man.
0: Tina, so would you put shorts in the category of just staying busy or is it the category of actually getting to better jobs? Um, both. Both. Hmm.
1: Because you have to you have to shoot. Like you have to <laughs> you know, to to hone your craft, you have to shoot. I mean you can you know there's a lot of um, experimental things you can do uh, that you can start off doing with a short. You know you might say it's keeping busy, but it's 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 perfecting your craft. If you I don't know if you're familiar with the film, there's a horror film called um, Mama that came out about a year or two ago. Um, well, the guy he shot that as a short, but he did some oh. amazing experimental things with that short that, you know, um, the producers saw it and was like, oh, my God, you need to turn that into a feature film. He's like, oh, I happen to have a feature film script. Usually most, if you, got a, if you got a really good short, sometimes it might be good for you to have a feature length because maybe somebody, they just need to see the concept to kind of get it. And then if you say, oh, oh, do you think that could be a movie? Yep, yeah, sure it can. Here it is right here, and you got the script. So, and that can kind of lead to financing and things of that nature. But, yeah, shorts work. You know, it, they work on all kinds of levels. You know, sitcoms and you know have developed from shorts. So, um, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's not necessarily to keep busy; it's to perfect your craft and and keep working. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's critical. I mean, you gotta you gotta constantly exercise that that instrument. You gotta really, really. Yeah,
1: you have to really do you that. Have to. Yeah, it's like, you know, every every thing you do you have to practice and, and rehearse and, 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 you know, uh uh train. It's it's all like playing sports. You know, you gotta train. You gotta train your brain, you gotta train your skills, you gotta read up, you gotta study, you gotta educate yourself. The technology is constantly changing
0: over oh, and over. Yeah. Like,
1: you know, you, you know, you do, you barely see movies made with thirty five mm anymore. Like everything is you know, digital now. So it's you yeah. got to stay abreast of the technology. So you yeah. know, and one the way SLR. of doing that <laughs> <it> is shooting. <laughs> you know. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: DSLR Yeah. Let's yeah.
0: yep. go back to uh, two thousand one. Two thousand one. Uh-huh. You played a character, very, yeah. Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne Orange <laughs> was the year in the Budweiser commercial, so you was on uh, the Parkers. So how'd you get that? Yeah, day? man. Um,
1: it's funny, the uh the Parkers called us the what's up guys to come on and do a uh a piece the a piece with them. It was about um uh, they I think um Monique and Countess they wanted to create their own I uh, they had a T shirt line and they wanted to create a commercial. So they called us in to play ourselves, you know, um, to talk about how to have a successful campaign. So while I was on the set, you know, the producers, you know, walked over to me and it was like, Yo, oh, you are you interested in maybe coming back? You know, but we will bring you back as a character. And I was like, Whoa and that was like the executive producer, so I was like, Yeah, Sarah Finney. So I was like, um, yeah, she said, well, I haven't figured it out yet, but I want I want you to come back and I and I wanna we're gonna write you something. We just ain't figured it out yet. And then, um, yeah, a couple weeks later I get the call and, you know, they said they wanted me to come in and play, uh you know, a uh, a love interest going on a date with uh, with Countess, and that's how they came to be. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. man, that's great. Yeah, get a gig like that. I mean, that's that's uh, that's what's up. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I
1: you would you, you then you get spoiled. You want to be like that all the time,
0: like <laughs> right? <laughs> Just pick me, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Man, I see you're a man of many talents. I mean, you got director, producer, writer, cinematographer, editor. I mean, and then you even played yourself a couple times. I mean, what out of all of those titles, what's your favorite?
1: Um, ah, man, you know what? I I really, I just like entertaining folks and just creating, and uh, it's not necessarily that I have a favorite. Um, it's just that it's whatever hits me at that time. I guess um, I, I might say maybe uh acting because you you because you're more you know you're very um, uh personable with people, so you're you're you know that being on stage that 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 energy and and that connection that you you get being in front of a live audience and and just hearing their reactions. Um, in front of you and, and them, you know, just kind of, you know, feeling their energy is is a really good thing. Um, that that's you know a favorable a favorable thing. Um, but all but all in all, you know, whatever hits me at that time, man, I I, I I love it. Whatever's you know, whatever I'm doing at that particular time,
0: you know. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. What what are some of the lessons the stage has taught
1: you? To be attentive to your other actors. Listen, listen to your actors. Um, listen, you know, one ear on the stage and and one ear on the audience. You know, listen to what's you know the the moments that the the audience are you know is is having as well. Um, you know, which maybe you can you know utilize in your performance. Um, just being you know patient and 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 sometimes less is more. Like you don't have to constantly feel as if you gotta move when the scene you know you're not talking in the scene. Like you gotta fidget or rub your eyes, and sometimes you know you just it's just about being still. People are watching you, so. What would that person be doing right then and then? And maybe you know he or she might just be sitting there listening, not moving. You know, um, so you you different techniques like that
0: I've I've learned. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Off of the reverse side, what has being in front of the camera taught you about acting?
1: Um, <laughs> I would say um, you know, just just. Bring your best performance every time um, because you know when the camera when the, when the director yells cut you know you 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 shut off and then they said let's do it again you got to turn right back on so you know you have to keep your your mind on your lines and your emotions and everything that you just previously did um, and then maybe you might have to change it right there on the spot so it's about being able to be flexible and. You know, um, it's about spontaneity and, and and being able to yeah be flexible within that moment because the director say, may say oh you know what why don't you why don't you do this as well and then you know you you gotta act upon that thing right then and there so um, so yeah yeah yeah.
0: I wanna go back to Temple University. So there back there you had you founded something called the Black Media Collective. What's that?
1: Yeah, that was a uh organization that was um it was needed <laughs> because uh, a lot of uh African American students in the film department we were kinda like disconnected from each other. So okay. uh yeah, we we didn't know who was in the grad program, who was undergrads or like if you If you were a grad student, more likely you were a a teacher's assistant, so you taught the undergrads, but you didn't have any kind of outside relationship with them as far as, like, working. So some of them may have been a little intimidated to ask a grad student to work on their film and vice versa. So it was about bringing unity to the student body um, so that, you know, we can work on each other's films and, and know who does what, you know, who's a director of photography, who's a, you know, director, who's a camera person, uh, who uh, does sound and lighting. So it was about that, and it started with a film festival first um, for African-American films, shorts, and then from there the orga- the organization was formed.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. good. I mean, it's all about networking. It's all about because uh, mm-hmm. you know you make those connections in college, and it it'll uh, it'll carry on for years and years. I mean, that's that's yeah, very important. Yeah. I think a lot of actors neglect networking. So now, since you've been out there in L.A., what kind of networking do you do out there?
1: Um. Oh man. Uh, lots. <laughs> you find yourself. <laughs> Go into different um, different little film festivals, different little private screenings. Um, excuse me, I don't. I'm not a I'm not a club dude, so I <laughs> anymore. So I, I do mostly like, uh, you know, you go to the you know different people's private events, man. might have a barbecue or a little, uh, you know, uh, 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 just just a a chill ses- session. And you go there and you you meet people. You you be You'd be surprised at who's there. You know, you realize like, oh my gosh, that's you know, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, I can't even say I went blank, <laughs> but you'll you'll meet you know uh, Kimberly Lee or somebody at you know one of these parties. Next thing you know, you you never know she's in your film or you have her agent's information. Um, so. The networking usually is like through you know little events and stuff that I go to. I went to a comedy, uh, went to support an actor the other night at a comedy show at the Ha Ha, uh-huh. and um, you know it was his first time you know going on stage and like this. Yeah, maybe maybe about eighty people there. Show was about maybe an hour. His show was probably about twenty minutes, but the entire show was about an hour, hour and a half. After he left stage, after he left the stage, the host brings up Marlon Wayans. No one had wow. any idea that Ma was going to be at. Like everybody's like, "Whoa, wait a minute, we thought it was over." Marlon comes out and he works on brand new material for a half an hour. So you got you know. So stuff like that, you know. So it's it's, and then you can you know you talk to Marlon after. Oh, what are working on Oh, I need you for that. You know, you never know. You might be you might run into somebody you're actually looking for to work on a project. Um, yeah. So it's you. It's mandatory that you. Uh, network in LA and that's cause, honestly that's one of the ways you find work you know that's the way to survive out here. you know networking but you have to go to the right things you can't just be going to the clubs or anything get invited yeah, to yeah, anything yeah. and go to everything you know you have to be you know um, you know particular
0: yeah right you know and I'm thinking like if I met Marlon Wayans I mean I'd be pulling out my smartphone is, you know, maybe like show a little one of my shorts. And, hey, what thirty seconds of this hey, short sh- my brother? I mean, see, strange thing <laughs> that
1: happened. And you know because these, real you right know here. they they use exactly because they use the uh, the Budweiser stuff and they use what's up in their movie. So you know it was it, you that's never right. know how that stuff works. Yeah, so you never know how it works. You know, that's right.
0: I think what was the scary movie? Which one is a scary one movie?
1: It? Yeah, the very first one. The, the first one. Okay, scary movie yeah, one, yeah.
0: Huh? back in two thousand. Yeah. Okay,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so that's how it works. Man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta know the right you know the, I you say the right venues you know like the industry events and that kind of thing. I mean not just the the clubs or the social hour. I guess I exactly. Guess really, it's one of those deals you got to go and have a plan. You know when you go in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you got to have a plan going in. You like you okay? I'm gonna talk to maybe so many people tonight. You know I'm gonna get my business card. You know. Or, you know, right. I want to have a conversation with that one particular person and, and I'll, I'll say, don't you don't talk too long, you talk just enough. Because then you can blow, you know, people are like, all right, wait a minute, all right, that's enough. <laughs> so, you know, you say what you got to say, you know, be serious what you got to say, Be, but not only that, be ready to act on it. So because they ask you for the script or they ask you for whatever, be, have the material, don't be talking about I'm working on this and I'm working on that because we, people hear that all day long, so... If you get called upon, have it in your hand.
0: You know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking yeah. of Marlon Wayne, have you ever tried mm-hmm. stand up comedy? Yeah,
1: man. Um, wow. I really <laughs>
0: stand
1: up like around huh? I did stand up maybe like around 95, ninety six
0: Okay. Um
1: in Philly, yeah. Did Philly did a couple of stints in New York, um, actually opened for uh Dave Chappelle at the University of Penn one
0: night. Oh, that's not bad. Okay.
1: Yeah, that was kind of cool, man. And then kind of hung out with him, went down to the Funny Bone. Um, I didn't get on that night, but he he went up there and got up. But I was just ride. You know, he was like, yo, man, I'm going to the, you know, because comedians kind of hang out with each other. It's just a thing. And he was like, yo, I need a ride. I'm going down to the Funny Bone. And he jumped in my car, and I took him down to the Funny Bone, man. It was was crazy. But, yeah, I used to, you know, host a couple shows and um, little comedy shows and stuff around town. But I was in grad school so it was hard to kind of live that comedic life and you know try to get your master's degree so I had to you know step away from the stage and just but I still write you know jokes and stuff but
0: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you know the thing about comedy it's really I look at comics the great ones and it seems like it's two things they're 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 real angry at the world and they have like a I don't know if they're angry at the world but they're really good expressing the the human tendency to have pet peeves and they just bring that anger right. to the there's a veneer of anger under the, their under their jokes and their stories. Yeah. The other thing on a technical aspect, they they're really good at grabbing the audience like almost immediately. immediately yeah, good yeah. That's what yeah. I've observed. Yeah,
1: good ones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. Totally, totally agree. Totally agree on that. Yeah. yeah. So you're
0: saying that you're a good one, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <going. laughs> okay, okay, all right. You know. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. Yep. Okay, so we're down to about. Uh, I guess we've got about eight minutes, but I'm I'm yes. compelled to go back. I usually don't do this, but backtrack a little bit to. Uh, the 12 by 9, I want you to tell me just a little bit more about what mm-hmm. makes it, what really makes it, you said you like a, to put a message in your work. So what's really yeah. some of the messages you want to convey, some of the themes, and really uh-huh. and really dig deep and come out, out with why this is an important play. And then after you get right. done with that, just put out there any uh, websites, this is your time to plug, web, websites, links, or whatever you want to put out.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, the the, the message uh, pretty much behind it is, you know, we we gotta break the the cycle. You know, um, uh-huh. especially especially with the brothers. You know, the the, the senseless yeah. crimes, the, the the killing, the black on black crime is just is just senseless. It's going nowhere. It's doing nothing for our race, and you know we're we're dying either. We're dying on the street or we're dying in prison because we done lost, you know, one black man killed another black man, we done lost two right then and there. Yeah. One ain't on, you know, one's dead and one's, in, you know, incarcerated. So it, it, the message is about, like, just stop doing each other, you know, um, that way as well as, you know, prison. The prison system is a business. You know, they are mm-hmm. building prisons to block us up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they, they think they know uh, how what our makeup is. Yeah, exactly. And all they're doing is and they're making money off of it. You know, it's it's yep. like a, it's a $6 billion business a year. And you would never mm. think that, you know. But they, they have, you know, conventions where they're selling, you know, um, security, prison security systems and the new clothing line for, you know, uh, the type of prison outfits and shoes. Yeah. And, I mean, you'd be amazed. Um, so it's about like knowing educating ourselves on that, knowing that like, yo, this is this is serious business for somebody. They they don't mind, you know, black on black crime because they're making money off of it. They don't mind crime at all. <laughs> Whether it's black, white, Asian doesn't matter because they're making money off of it. Um, so, you know, that it, it kinda, you know, lets that uh it, it's about that message as as, as well too, you know, let's we just gotta wake up. Um, and the, uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, I'm working on, um, a web series, uh, called Moms that I'm directing, and, uh, it's on YouTube, it's a YouTube, um, channel, and, uh, you can check that out, the world can check that out, Moms, the comedy series, and, uh, I actually just, um, finished up a, uh, oh, the, uh, my film, 24 Hour Love, which is on Netflix, and Redbox, uh, Amazon.com. That's Twenty Four Hour Love. That's uh Tatiana Lee, Flex Alexander, Lynn Woodfield, um, uh well, Melinda Williams is really, really cool um cast of uh actors and actresses. And uh what else, what else? And then Twitter, you got you got Twitter guys out there? You got some Twitter folks out there?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, you can reach me, um, on Twitter at um it's my name backwards, so it's Derf Samot, so that's D E R F S A M O H T. That's my Twitter hand, handle, and uh, Instagram is I am Fred Thomas Jr. So, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so the stuff I'm going on. Did I answer on every question? Or you guys? Yeah, it? man, that's some?
0: that's fantastic, okay. man. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that, that's that's mm-hmm. great. That's great, man, and uh, you've cool. been a really fantastic guest, man. Uh, I wish you. you all the best. Uh, we're definitely gonna gonna keep tabs on uh, twelve by nine, man, because you know, like yeah, you say, the prison in, the prison prison industrial system is a beast, and we really it's real. we really gotta yeah yeah, and it's good that uh, you know young brothers like yourself are out there writing plays that has has a message, and I, and I think. Stage is is real important. It's real good to have, uh,
1: yeah, good yeah, solid thanks. plays
0: out there that people can that because plays tend to be more thought provoking. You know, it's a lot more thought provoking right, right, than right, the, right, uh, right. a lot of the fear that you see out here in the popular culture.
1: Totally, 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 totally. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and yeah, you know, we work our way to DC. Definitely let you know. Definitely Absolutely. let you know. In the house.
0: Oh yeah, appreciate it. That's appreciate right. Appreciate it. Okay, real talk. Okay, all right, well, okay, um, okay man, well, it was,
1: it was fantastic a pleasure, having
0: you on the show, and, uh, yeah, man, great. I wish you a great holiday weekend, and, uh, you too. man, we'll definitely have you on again.
1: Enjoy yourself. I'll talk to you soon, okay, man. That'd be good. All right, Okay.
0: You. All right, bye-bye. And let me leave you with this quote, everybody, from uh, Frederick Douglass, the great abolitionist, if there is no struggle, there is no progress. Night. I hear the train coming, it's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling On down to San Anton When I was just a baby My mama told me, son Always be a good boy Don't ever play with guns But I shot a man in Reno Just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing I hang my head and cry There's will